Uh, that almost sounded like a song. All right, well, here's what we got going on today. Today, we are going to be starting off at noon with the hot sauce challenge. Um, so with the hot sauce challenge, it's going to be really exciting. I'm not, again, another thing I'm not fully looking forward to, but it's going to be awesome. We're going to follow that up with a session of Q&A. Uh, with the Q&A session, we're, uh, we want to invite you, even if you want to start now, put in your questions about God, you know, the Bible, Christianity, anything. If you have any questions, we want to answer those today. Um, also, that's going to be followed up by a game called What's Unfortunate? Uh, you're going to have to stick around to find out what that is. And then at 12.30, Pastor Brian is going to be giving us a special message for today specifically. Yeah. So guys, stick around. This is going to be an awesome broadcast. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and as you guys are on right now, real quick, do you guys have sound and how you're watching? We had uh, somebody say that sound was kind of weird on YouTube. If you guys are watching, will you let us know if you have sound? Even if you have to refresh the page and come back in if you don't. But it is going to be a good one, and I'm really excited for it. For those of you who who watched, who missed yesterday, go back and watch yesterday. Um, it's been a week of eating really weird stuff. It's It's been, it's been interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 honestly, I'm really curious. If you've been watching throughout the week, what has been your favorite segment yes. that we've done so far? Yes. Uh, out of all the segments we've done, I'm really curious to see what your favorite segment has been. I mean, we've done a ton of things. We had prayer. We had, um, we've done the uh, airheads, warheads, Sour Warheads Challenge. Yep. We had Will It Muffin. Will It Muffin. Um, I'm forgetting Bible everything trivia. else. Thank you. Bible You're trivia. Welcome. We've done a ton of different stuff. So, what's been your favorite? Uh, what's been your favorite uh, segment? segment? <laughs> I don't know. Words are fun. Um, what's been your favorite segment so far? Kevin says that his favorite segment was the giving message yesterday. Amen. Amen. That was a good one. That was powerful. As okay. you're hopping on and you're sharing, we're going to go ahead and we have a couple questions for you today. Um, so yeah, question number one. Bum, ba, da. Question number one, what was your worst wardrobe mistake? This question actually came from your wife, I do believe. This really? Was, this was a Serena question. I'm really curious what Serena would say to this. <laughs> oh, I, get, I guarantee you she's probably going to put a tang top with a long sleeve uh, shirt, like <laughs> yeah. thing underneath. Uh, she's laughing, am I right? <laughs> she's putting it in the comments right now. That was a thing back in the 2000s, mm -hmm. like wearing those like skinny like little tank top things like the camisoles over t-shirts yeah or like wearing <laughs> two polos at the same time like with both mm. collars popped up oh, I that, was that was a not a great one um yeah. yeah i really never had bad wardrobe choices uh, except for the years before i was able to clothe myself because <laughs> in those years there's some really nerdy like overalls and high waisted shorts and big glasses. I was the biggest nerd in the world. Frankly, that would probably be in style right now. Um, Marky says, wearing a belt over my shirt and hips. Yes, that mm -hmm. was also a thing in the 2000s, for sure. Mm -hmm. And not just a belt. Like they were, We've talked about this. Lizzie McGuire really like is a great thing to go back and watch <laughs> if you want to see how poorly we used to dress. Like Not just a belt, but like the stringy belts, like the ones that would have like the tassel things on them. They're yeah. gross. Abby says, wearing jeans with the big flowers uh, down the sides on them. Um, yep, I remember those, like embroidered ones. Johnny says, wrong color socks. That's mm. in fashion now. 
Um, well, I do remember I was that kid that always wears shorts, even in the middle of winter when it was like so it's Paul zero degrees outside. <laughs> like I was that kid. Um, yep. Looking back on it now, I still don't regret it, <laughs> but like probably wasn't the wisest thing. Yeah. Okay, question number two. <laughs> what? I can't, I don't know what word that is. What inanimate object? There we go. That was a very difficult word to read. <laughs> what inanimate, what inanimate, inanimate, whatever. Inanimate. Yes, that word. Object would, <laughs> would be the most annoying if it played loud, upbeat music while being used. So what Such object <laughs> is not supposed to move? So like a blender, a toaster, a camera. What inanimate object would be the most annoying if every time you used it, it played obnoxious music, like I, loud music? I would say your phone. That would Can be. you imagine like, you, like you're in a public restroom and you just pull out your phone and then just... Like I'm imagining like checking your phone while you're in the bathroom and then... And the Lion King theme song rats you out that you are for sure checking your phone while you're in the bathroom. Abby said my pillow. Oh, pillow. That's... Yeah. Priscilla says her stove. Holly says her vacuum. See, I might enjoy my stove because I might be that, I'm saying I might, I would for sure do this. I would take the oven and I would just start opening it to pretend it was singing. So like, ah, yeah. mio. Um, that was my Italian. So you're welcome, internet world for that. Kevin said the toilet seat. That would be, that would be that uncomfortable. Would be, yeah. That, it, feel, it just starts to sing to you. <laughs> what an invasion of privacy. Like, that would be. I don't think I'd like that. Mm -hmm. Um, George says the couch cushion. Natalie yeah. says coffee pot. Johnny says he's with Abby on his pillow. That's. I, I think that's a good one. Well, it depends what kind of music. Oh, you said loud, loud upbeat. upbeat. Okay, yeah, pillow. And a co couch cushion would be miserable because you sit down to watch a movie and then you can't hear it. EO yeah. says her TV because she wouldn't be able to watch stuff and hear it. That's true. That is true. That's true. And Prilla says her computer. Kevin says, if the toilet seat did this, I'd have to hover. <laughs> you would have, like, thighs of steel. Like, that would, that would for sure happen. So that would actually be a good thing. What? Can you imagine, like, going to the gym? And mm. I'm not imagining, like, 80s. I'm thinking, like, you're lifting weights, and mm. it's like, shake it off, shake it off. Like, Taylor Swift starts loudly mm -hmm. playing out of them. I think that could be fun. Like, I'd enjoy adding that to a shake weight. Absolutely. To the shake weight that you bought yourself that See, one time. See, this is just another confirmation well, that some part of my life needs to have jingles in it. Like, I need true. to do something with the do, podcast. Do you remember tooth tunes? No. Does anyone here remember that? The toothbrushes that would play music? No. You don't remember that? Like, it would play it in, into your teeth and you would hear it in your brain. And I think it would just play it really softly and somehow you could hear it, but... That, is that a way of, like, the communists, like, trying to take over the world of, we're going to start it with music, and then every so often we're going to slip, like, a, like an, uh, a, a hidden message? Mm -hmm. That's probably what it is. That's probably... I don't know. But I, <laughs> I never had those, but I always wanted those when I was younger. That's, those were cool. That's something I wish I'd had. Okay, question number three. Pastor Nicole says, yes, the bed. Don't mess with my sleep. Hmm. What's the spiciest thing you've ever eaten? Ironically, we're about to do a, a hot sauce challenge, but mm -hmm. aside of what we're about to consume, what's the hottest thing you've ever eaten? Probably a raw habanero pepper. Mm -hmm. um, that was an experience. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was with my old pastor. Like I felt like we were middle schoolers because he just 
pop one into his mouth. He was like really good with spicy foods. And he was like, you try one. I'm like, no, he's like, he was like, you can do it. And I'm like, I feel like a middle schooler now. So then I ate it because I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't just say no. He, he didn't like triple dog dare me or anything, but um, I just popped it in my mouth and like it didn't, I didn't, didn't triple dog dare me or anything. <laughs> but, but like my body reacted in a super uncomfortable way. Uh, Serena says ghost pepper cheese. So, okay, before we go into the next segment, it's important that you know Serena and spicy food have not always been the best friends. Never, so never. it's going to be really interesting to see her do this. Priscilla says her sister's chili pie. Mm. That's interesting. She says way too spicy, but very good. Kevin says hot wings at Bud Sports Bar in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Not my best choice. It's not my sports bar, just to clarify. Marky wants know to know what chili pie is. I'm also incredibly curious with that. I kind I of don't want to know what chili pie is. <laughs> so I was actually telling this story to Buddy, um, and I don't know if it was Abby or Marky. I was telling it to Buddy and somebody yesterday. I, Kevin, I was telling it to Buddy and Kevin. When I came back from Jamaica as a child, mm. I, <laughs> as a child, I was underage. I did not realize that it was illegal to bring peppers back with me. Um, cause you know, produce and like claiming them and stuff. I didn't do that, but I brought one back and I'd eaten one of those peppers and it, it, it hurt. Like it hurt my entire mouth to the touch. Like it hurt. So I was talking about it to my geometry teacher and he's like, I can, I can eat one of those. And I had one in my backpack. I'm like, well, this is what they look like. And it was supposedly like the spiciest pepper in Jamaica. And he took it out of my hand and he put it in his mouth and ate the whole thing. And I legitimately thought I had murdered him because he immediately turns red and starts sweating and runs out of the room and he was gone for two days. <laughs> I thought I had killed him. Like, I, I expected to get called at the principal's office. I expected to get called by, like, deportation, immigration people of what did you do? <laughs> so that, that's my spicy food story. Um, Arabella says five raw habanero peppers at once. That's... Look at you, Belzy. Wow, that's five times more than mine. <laughs> Natalie That's says she had pizza while on vacation one time that had real hot jalapenos on it. Oh, that reminds me. Um, when I was still trying to impress Serena, um, uh, we and a bunch of friends went to, I think it was Applebee's. It was like, this was before I liked Serena's over foods. there, by the way. Like, he's not oh. just looking. But she's yeah. right there. Um, <laughs> this was um, before I could really tolerate spicy foods, but they had, like, their nacho supreme or whatever it's called, and they had, like, fresh jalapenos on it. And I'm like, I'm going to eat one of those just to impress her. And, like, it, like I was tearing up and, like, crying. <laughs> like, now I can eat a jalapeno pretty easily, but, like, then I couldn't. And that, that didn't impress her. Do you remember that? She doesn't remember that? Good. <laughs> She doesn't remember like a lot of uh, like the moments of when I was trying to impress her when we were. The Lord we helped were you. The Lord I guess helped. so. Well, guys, those have been our questions today. Thank you for joining us. And right now, go ahead, share the broadcast. It is mm -hmm. going to be so yeah. much fun. As Buddy said, we're about to go into our hot sauce challenge. So share it. Buckle up, get ready. It's going to be such a good episode. And Amen. thank you so much for being with us this week. It's been brand new and exciting. And we just, we love y'all so much. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. It's going to be a good one. We'll be back in 30 seconds. See you soon.
All right, hey guys, welcome to today's broadcast. We have obviously a lot of very good stuff for you today. So, hey, real quick, we just want to go over again what we're going to be doing today. We are starting off right now with the hot sauce challenge, as you can see with all the hot sauces that are on the table. Um, we, we're also going to be following this up with a Q&A session, so if you're watching us live, we, would, we want to encourage you to put some questions that you might have about God, the Bible, uh, whatever. We want to encourage you to send those to us. Uh, after the Q&A session, we're going to go into a, se a segment called What's Unfortunate. Um, that's going to be fun. <laughs> and then that's going to... That'll be fun. And followed up by Pastor Brian has a very special message for us today. So stick around. We got some really good stuff for you today. Okay. We have in front of us eight. Are there eight of these kinds? Yes, yes. ma'am. Eight different kinds of hot sauces. I did not rank these. We had one of our producers go through and line these up. So theoretically, it goes from least spicy all the way up to the most spicy. Mm -hmm. We're going to see which of us can stand it the longest. Um, Serena is very we excited. We will. <laughs> I'd like to say I'm doing this for Pastor Nicole and Jesus. Well, Pastor Nicole. So. I'm doing this for Pastor Nicole and Jesus. <laughs> It is, is regular milk. Regular milk. 2%. Actually, it's reduced fat. I don't know if that helps or anything. Okay, so our very first one that we're going to try is Paniola Clearly Hot Salsa stuff. But do you see it? There's it has like a finger in it. it. It's, like it's a, not a finger. It's like a pepper and an onion, but it kind of looks like a finger. So that's, we're going to pass this down. We have an entire cup of it right here. It's completely clear. Got to get it all over the chip. Yep. Did you hear that? All, all over, over the, the chip. All over, all over the, the chip. There's got to be a lot. I'll take a little one. It won't be a little dab. It's got to be a lot. It's like vinegar. So, this is actually like I've had homemade My nose is running salsa <laughs> from like made from like Cubans, and this is kind of what it looks like. Interesting. It okay. Smells like vinegar. Three, two, one, go. Yeah, so, I don't vinegary. think this is spicy at all. Straight vinegar. I think that's what they coat salt and vinegar chips with. Well, oh my gosh, it does. It's like salt and vinegar chips. When you looked at the, the ingredients, the number one ingredient is vinegar. Well, it yep. says clearly hot sauce. So I, I think it's just it's vinegar that they put hot peppers it's into. It's literally not hot sauce. It's just vinegar. <laughs> okay, number two is Frank's Red Hot. So, this is a classic. This is something that... We all know this. Everyone knows this. Everyone's had this. Maybe not Serena, but most <laughs> everybody has had this. <laughs> Okay. I'm just doing little chips. Whoa. I ha I'm going bigger. Look, That's going wow. bigger going home. Nothing that I eat today will be remotely worse than what I ate yesterday. I'm that's that's big for Serena. <laughs> that's really big for you. Oh, that has this a nice flavor. Are we, are we going? Marky decided okay. we were because I right, think she's go. hungry. I like that one. That tastes nice. I don't care for it. No, I don't I like, like it. it. Does it have a lot of flavor? Really? Mm -hmm. I think it's it has spicy. some good flavor. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's not bad until you swallow it. I don't love that. Okay. Let me know. Like, I'm not as happy about it. Where are we putting that one? Should I, I just... Know. I'm just going to try it. This one. This one. You got to wait for us, though. Fine. Got to be patient. Fine. Marky loves sauces. 
So this is an exciting one. Do you like one. hot I don't sauces like or Asian just sauces? sauces though. This one, okay, we gotta say with well, this one is Yeah, this one is what Buffalo is Wild Wings. Asian Zing sauce, chili pepper, good. soy, and ginger from Buffalo Wild Wings. Can you say it oh. one more time? People were talking. Asian Which is fine, Zing but. sauce. Chili pepper, soy, and ginger. Okay. I don't think I'm gonna like this. This looks really like good. Three, two, one. I like good. this one. The Frank's Red Hot That's was cool. hotter. Mm -hmm. It was. I agree. I uh, but once you swallow it, you feel it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Ooh. Sorry, By the way, nice. I like it. Said yay, she feels so honored. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, there it is. Deb says Serena's face is priceless. Ooh. I can see the apprehension. <laughs> it's all over the sides of my tongue right now. Like my tongue's aware. Wait, that are you I just are you giving that. up to uh, giving in to the milk already? No. Oh, I did. No. Oh. I'm not. What? I'm not. Oh, betting. I'm not. Oh. You I, already drank? I, yeah, I didn't know that we weren't supposed oh. to be. Oh, I, th I thought we were like doing a whoever like get caves and like. We can do this. First. I thought it was we like. We can do this. I can do this for the rest of them. Like I'm good. Let's see well, the caves I'm, the milk I'm first. not going ready. to. I'm, yep. I'm defiant. Okay. That one I can feel on my tongue still. So this one Rachel said would her, was her face it. Her face it. Rachel said this was her favorite. It's Cholula kids. hot sauce green pepper. Right. So this was Eo's favorite. I have a lot of green. Whoa, that you have a lot. lot. Well I, I am, I'm doing this for the people. Okay. And Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus. I can. Wow, I can smell the spice up my nose. That's exciting. Okay. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna like this one. Okay. I'm proud of you, honey. And here I we really go. Am. Three, two, one. <laughs> I don't like that flavor. It's weird. I don't either. I thought I would like that one. I don't I'm having a hard time spicier. swallowing. It's like, it's like, like, it's like. That's, uh, that's weird. It tastes like lime. It's One thing I'm learning. In my mouth. We, we learned a new thing from Kevin yesterday. Ah. Uh, it's a, it's called sludge. I remembered it. Sludge, like your body reacts <clears throat> as, as you're like getting that ready. Your body reacts like to things. It like starts to panic in a way. That's the first thing that body. happens is you salivate. Then you then salivate, then like your eyes tear up, sweat. and you, you sweat. Lactate? No. <laughs> you can pee your pants. Like basically, your body just super. Your oh, body super reacts. I have one and a half votes. Tear. Oh, you tear. Yeah, I'm just gonna stop. Basically, <laughs> what you saw of me on the broadcast yesterday was that happening. Was my body like shutting down and being like, "This is bad." So we, this is Texas, Texas Pete. Pete. Hot We're sauce. halfway through. But All this right. is the hotter hot sauce. So this is this a normal Texas Pete. This is hotter hot sauce. I can feel my can forehead starting to break a sweat. <laughs> We're so white. So I I think that the green one is less spicy than the red hot, but it's a weird flavor and my tongue mm. has not approved of it. Okay. Let's do this. For God and country. For God and country. Uh-uh. I don't like it. Oh, that's not a good like flavor. It. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Like, nope. I feel like I can't swallow anymore. <laughs> oh, I don't think that was too Like, bad it's like my throat is resisting. Yeah. It's like, I do not want you to, I do not want you to um, I don't consume like that this. One. I don't like it. Oh, there it is on my tongue. Oh, my eyes are like, starting to water. It's not spicy, it's just refusing. Can you see my eyes starting to water? A little bit. I don't think that one was bad, though. It wasn't, it's just, oh. it's just the combination. Oh. It's just building. It hit the back of my throat. It's building. <laughs> It's building. Right. What do we got now? We I got. Know. I don't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> You're like happy. You, happy you, Yucatan, 
Sunshine prepared habanero pepper sauce. So now we're getting into the habanero. We okay. have two habaneros, don't, don't we? Yeah. Buddy, I can feel that last one all is it? over my tongue. What are you talking about? Okay. Ow. Right. You got to do a lot on the chip. Deb says, yes, cheeks are, are pinking up. Buddy's face is full Ooh. on red. They're so white. Ooh. Serena. <laughs> Serena, no, put your chip back in. <laughs> Ow. You're like knocking it all off. <laughs> are you okay? You sound like our wedding day. <laughs> There's just a lot of sniffles. Okay. okay. How you doing, okay. Serena? Doing. I'm doing. Okay. You doing? Three, two, one. I don't like that one. I don't like mm -hmm. that. I don't like that flavor. <coughs> I like the flavor of that one better than this one. I do. Ugh. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm learning? I don't like it. Ooh, that went up my nose. <laughs> I'm learning. Oh. I, I would just like you all... <laughs> Deb said y'all need a nasal sucker. Where where are you, Deb? Um, where are you at? I'm learning. Oh. R recognize. <laughs> recognize that we're marathoning this. <laughs> we're like flying through all of these. You keep that in mind. Okay. Second to last one. Did you see that tear? Oh, I'm oh sure. your mascara is running. Mike down the side. Oh. oh. No milk. Right. This one is tattoo hot sauce, Polynesian sweet and spicy. I'm relying on the sweet in this definition. <laughs> I, but in all seriousness, I like the flavor of the last one better than the green one, I don't and like better that than last. the Frank's I like one. I don't like that last one. All right, let's do this. Wait, oh. I'm not there. I'm coming. Oh, oh, okay, 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 I'm ready. Three, two, one. <laughs> this is delicious. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Better flavor. That one. Only that hot sauce doesn't have a lot of flavor. Except this one. That, one. that one has some good flavor. I think this one was worse. I coated my tongue. Oh! <laughs> the breathing hurts. I coated my tongue hurts. with it thinking it was fine, and it's super not. All right. <coughs> well, let's dive into Ooh. our last one. This is habanero hot. I will say that one's my favorite, though. Of all of them, I think that one's my favorite. Ooh, look, that's like kind of like a jelly. I think that the last one would be really good on eggs. On eggs? Yep. I think that would be good on eggs with goat cheese. I think that'd be great. If I breathe in, I just need a it lot helps of numb it. <laughs> I would just like to say I haven't had a, a single sip of milk this whole time. Me either. I stopped after the second one. I didn't realize we weren't supposed to. Okay. I have no shame. I got a lot. Okay, hang on. I'm almost there. I'm, I'm coming, guys. I'm oh, wow. There. Look at that. <laughs> look I'm, I'm look at the difference between these two. <laughs> <laughs> Serena has like nothing. Okay, it's on. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Bad decision. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's oh. a really weird pasta sauce. <laughs> oh. That was fine until I swallowed. Me too. Ew. Me too. Ow. I'm delayed. Ow. <laughs> that one hurts. That one hurts. I'm just going to be honest. Like, part of it is just because we're so white. Like, it's... My throat is not thinking. Ah, my tongue hurts. That one is gross. Okay, well, we really hope you enjoyed this one. My teeth hurt. Um, I don't know if I can talk. Ah, uh, why did my teeth hurt? Milk tastes weird. God is good. 
Milk tastes weird. Look at my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do when I'm in pain, which is a good thing, I guess. Can you see Marky's <laughs> mascara from, oh, from way off? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, we're moving into Q&A, guys. I thought that you did that. If that you, the last one. oh, if you, Q&A is happening, and stay tuned. We love you so much, and amen. That's really, that's what I've got. Have a great segment, buddy. Um, Serena, how did you do? Did you? My tongue hurts. Mm -hmm. No milk. I, oh, I'm having milk. I, I, I have no shame. I only had that Okay, much. I'm having milk now. Yeah, okay. I have no shame. No, that hurt. That last one was disgusting. My nose is starting Like, that run. wasn't good. It was bleh. Ugh. Okay, well, now it's, we're going. We're officially going. Bye. You're not going to have to watch us suffer anymore. Bye. We're done. See ya. Right now, we're starting a new sec segment. I'm gonna, segment. I'm moving my chair up so I don't feel as short. <laughs> uh, this segment's called Q Questions and Answers, Q&A, you know, whatever. Um, so what we want to do, uh, our, our vision for this segment is we wanted to just take some time to answer some of the questions that you guys have had about God, Amen. about the Bible, about Christianity, about life. You know, the, the Word of God, literally, it, within the, sorry, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm learning what, it, what tongues of fire feel like. Um, um, like, they're on me right now. Um, the, <laughs> the, Within the Word of God, though, within the Word of God, there's answers to, to all, pretty much any question that you have. You could, there, God ha, has not, doesn't have a, a, a communication problem. <laughs> Are you really enjoying this? Is my face that red? It's a little Am red. Am I okay? But God doesn't have a communication problem. And any of the questions, everyone's laughing at me right now. I'm trying to get spiritual here. I'm trying to get spiritual here. Anyway, so... I'm just letting it happen. You just, do you just want to take over? Oh, no. I'm, no, I'm enjoying this. But um, So earlier today, we made a post just asking you guys if you have any questions about God, the Bible, Christianity, any of that stuff. And we wanted to take this time to answer those questions for you. Amen. And we'll be doing this segment regularly. So if at any point throughout the week you have a question that you'd like us to go into, um, you know, send us a message, reach out to us. Uh, we we want to we answer your questions. Amen. Um, and one of the questions that we had today that, that um, we decided we would start off with, and if at any point in this you have a question that you want to pop into the comments, feel free to put it in there. But uh, uh, one of the questions that we got today was uh, actually a really good question. We got it on, uh, on Facebook, and it says this. Um, when Lazarus died, and if you want to open your Bibles right now, go to John chapter 11. Um, but when Lazarus died, Jesus tells the people that he is only sleeping. Uh, and the question says this. Why was he in a, quote, in a death sleep and not in heaven with the Lord? Um, so... The question, uh, well, let's just kind of, let's just read this. I guess that, that'd be the best thing well, to do. Well, one of the things that you want to do in your life is establish a standard. Yeah. And the standard is always going to be uh, the Word of God, because the Word of God's not going to steer you wrong. In mm -hmm. it is the truth, 
And if you continue in this truth, it'll set you free. So one of the things that I've found, like in families and uh, even in businesses and corporations and in churches, is many, many times people have not had the word as their standard. And because yeah. of that, they're living life or they're trying to operate with different foundations. Mm -hmm. And one foundation, if the foundation is not God, it's yeah. going to shake and it won't be eternal. But if the foundation is God, it will not shake. So mm -hmm. if you want a stable life on a steady foundation, then you always want to make sure that the Word shows you what answers that you have. Yeah. And I love, I love this question because they were saying, why did Jesus, basically, why did Jesus say he's sleeping? Mm -hmm. And why didn't he just say he was dead in that way? And I always love it when the word answers it really clearly for yeah. yourself. So just these scriptures in John chapter 11. And what's the verse that we're starting in? I, I know I sent it to you mm -hmm. as well. Um, we can start at verse uh, 4. Um, well, or we can start at verse 1. Um, but basically, let's paraphrase. Lazarus is sick. Mary Martha sent to Jesus saying, Jesus, the one whom you love is sick. And this is what Jesus said. He said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son may be glorified through it. Um, now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus. So when he heard he was sick, he stayed uh, two more days. And, after, and then after this, he said to his disciples, let's go to Judea again. Then fast forward. Um, verse 11. Uh, to verse 11. Okay, yeah. Th uh, these things he said. And then he said, our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I go that I may that I may wake him up. And the disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get well. But Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he was speaking about resting in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. So in other words, Jesus was just saying, hey, our friend Lazarus is asleep. Mm -hmm. and, I, and this is, I think you have New King James. This yeah. is the New American Standard. It says it like this. It says, uh, this he said, and after that he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go so that I may awaken him out of his sleep. The disciples then said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. In other words, he'll wake up. Yeah, that's no problem. We don't have to go to him. And now Jesus, it says, verse 13 is the key. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they, the disciples, thought that he was speaking of literal sleep. But he wasn't speaking of literal sleep. Yeah. So then he corrects how they interpreted what he said. Mm -hmm. He was saying, no, he's, he's dead. He, yeah. He's dead. I'm going to go raise him back to life. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he, he said he was asleep. This is a, very, this is a similar thing uh, to what he said over in Luke chapter 8. In verse 52, uh, I'll turn there real quick and get to it. But if you remember, there is a little girl that was asleep. And in Luke 8, 52, he mm -hmm. tells all the people, they're there in the house mourning. And he tells all the people, hey, don't worry, the little girl is asleep now. Mm -hmm. And that word, in, in both cases, the word sleep literally means like fall asleep. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus was just using it kind of figuratively with Lazarus. With the girl, he's prophesying. Yeah. Uh, because it says there in Luke 58 or Luke chapter 8 and verse 52 it says now they were all weeping and lamenting for her for her but he said stop weeping for she has not died but is asleep and they began uh, laughing at him knowing that she had died and then he took her by the hand and said child arise and mm -hmm. she came back to life 
And so what you have to understand is she had actually died. They all knew that she was dead. But in this case, he was prophesying. Mm -hmm. In Lazarus, he was just using kind of some figurative terms. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had mis misunderstood him in that way. So yeah. um, in, in other words, he kind of used the same word, but in different, in different ways. And yeah. uh, that's a good question. So yeah. I, think, I think Jade had that question. So yeah. amen. Glory to God. Yeah. Do we have another question? Um, well, Arabella just threw up a question on YouTube. Uh, does God create tornadoes and hurricanes, or is that the devil? That's a great question. Buddy's got your answer. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, well, really, you've got to think about John 10.10. 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. Je and right. Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Now, um, the Bible says uh, we are in the world and we're in a corrupted world, and in a corrupted world, there, there are things that, that take place. Yes. doesn't necessarily mean that that's sent by God or from God. I mean, you look at um, when, uh, the, when Jesus was taking a nap in the boat, and they were crossing the sea, and that, that tempest came up. That yeah. was most certainly the devil. Yes. Because yeah. Jesus is not going to rebuke something. himself. Yeah, he's not yeah. going to rebuke himself, and he's not yeah. going to rebuke his father if God's the one creating the storm. Yes. You know, um, and you, you even look, I, I was reading my devotionals this morning about how Paul, you know, whenever they were shipwrecked on Malta, the Lord already told Paul not that they shouldn't go and they, yeah. they didn't listen anyway. But then even in the midst of the storm, the Lord was still with Paul. Yes. Paul took over the whole ship and said, we're not going to die. Don't do this. Do this. Okay, let's eat food. Let's pray over the food. Like, and there was like 200 people, about 200 people on that ship. Yes. You know, yeah. um, and what, what, was, what was happening? The devil was trying to keep Paul from being able to bring the gospel to, to Rome. Yes. You know, and, and Paul was able to, full of the Holy Spirit and led by God, was able to take over the situation Go, and go to Malta, and, and the, on that island, there was a lot of victory there. So uh, the the Lord is not the destroyer, mm -hmm. but the Lord is the protector. Yeah. Um, and so, for example, you see a cloud of pillar, a pillar of cloud, and a pillar mm -hmm. of fire that mm -hmm. protected the Israelites from the Egyptian army. You also see a wind that blew in and held the water back, but then the wind was let go. Yeah. Uh, I. I think that the Lord could uh, bring about like a hurricane or a tornado if it was not stealing, killing, and destroying. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not what he's going to do. But he will protect. Yeah. So if you're like an enemy of me yeah. and I'm on God's side, he's yeah. going to protect you. And if, yeah. you're, if you are dead set yeah. on coming to kill, mm -hmm. then he's going to kill you because he's a protector, because yeah. he is in covenant with the people that will have him. And so yeah. he's not the destroyer, but even then what he does, he just removes a protective hand, mm -hmm. and um, and and he can, you know, he sent an angel. Is something we'll talk about today. Mm -hmm. He'll send an angel to handle some business yeah. out of covenant and out of protection. But in a general sense, like what you're asking, Arabella, does he create tornadoes and hurricanes? That's generally the devil, and part of that is from a fallen, corrupt world that has the curse in it. And so there's a, a short answer. There's more yeah. to it, but that it really is as simple as John 10:10. 10, 10. The thief yeah. comes. To steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I came that you might have life to the full and have it in abundance till it overflows, the Amplified says. So if we'll give ourselves, uh, if we will give ourselves to God and His ways, we'll always be living in the overflow. But if we don't, then we actually step over into the place of stealing and killing and destroying. Amen. So, amen. Amen. Well, that was our first installment of our Q&A session, and there's so much. 
you know, that we can, that we can yeah. continue. So, guys, keep sending your questions, um, and we'll get back to you next week on, on the next installment of Q&A. But now, as for right now, we're going to be transitioning into our next segment called What's Unfortunate. So stick around for that. What is up, everyone? Welcome to What's Unfortunate. This is going to be either my favorite segment or my <laughs> least favorite segment. I can tell you that for sure. So what we've done is we've put every single one of our names on these pieces of paper. We're putting them in a hat, and we're going to draw randomly from the hat to see who has to do an unfortunate deed. Now, what we, what, Bear, do you want to tell us what the unfortunate deeds that we could possibly be doing? I do. Yeah. And before I do that, really quickly, this is William. I don't Hi. know if you've seen William. Welcome, yet. William. He's I'm sorry I didn't introduce you. Yes. Oh, it's fine. So, okay, we have three options of what our unfortunate tasks may be today. Option number one we have to stick flaming hot Cheetos up our nose for three minutes. Oh, that's Ooh. unfortunate. Whoa. Option number two. We have to eat a mayonnaise Oreo. Mm -mm. So it's either breathing fire. <laughs> up your nose, which is so much worse. And, yeah. and up here, when the stuff gets back here, it hurts. Or mm. Morio. Or explosion containment, which is putting as close to an entire pack of Mentos in your mouth as possible and then chugging Diet Coke and letting what happens happen to you. Those are our three options. I'm just, re just yeah, I'm just realizing now we should, probably should have sent waivers before. <laughs> this doesn't sound very like safe. I just ate a sandwich. I really hope I don't get the mm. Coke one. I really hope I don't get mayonnaise Oreo. Like, that's, yeah. I, I'll do the other. I'll go for anything we but the Oreo. We don't mm -hmm. have, like, a bucket for three. Right, mayonnaise well, is not my thing. Let's see who's <laughs> the, who has to do the unfortunate deed. All right, mm -hmm. All right Marky, will you do the, the un... Like, like, I'm literally nervous. This is bad. I'm going to start drawing from this and see who doesn't have to do it. Okay, awesome. All right. Okay. So uh, let's see who's right. not going to do it. Marky. Marky, you're not a part of this. Should I draw another one? Yes. All right, let's see who else is not going to be a part of this. William. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't like this game anymore. All right, I'm just going to say one more time. Yeah, just, did you say you yeah, which one it is? Yes. It's Buddy. Oh! No! Jesus. No, I didn't say it. I said it's Buddy or Bear. Oh. I didn't look at it. I didn't look good, at it. Good, good, good. Oh, man. Who is it? It's Buddy. Oh! <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so sad. <laughs> this is officially now my least favorite time. It's right there. I'm not lying. I, I so, held my breath the whole time. But before I did, I praised God for victory. So All I'm right. Well... Grateful. Forget this. <laughs> All right. Okay, three options. One, two, three. I'm assuming I'm, should I be the one yes, who has to pull? Yes, I think yes. you should decide your fate. I'm already, like, I'm getting ready to cry. Would you like to find out which options you do not have? No, I just, I'm just opening it. <laughs> I don't really know. Fire breath. <laughs> I just shoved flaming hot cheetos up my nose. Hey, listen on to the Coke one. Yeah. 
I'd rather so do the Coke yeah. one, yeah. honestly. Really? I feel like yeah. this is the worst up, one. Special assistant. Special assistant. Thank, Thank you, ma'am. Ma Not on screen. Yeah, woo. Uh, okay. Do you want tissues? I don't yeah. know what I need right now. <laughs> do we have Do we have tissues? I feel yeah, like... there's tissues over there. Okay, that's yes. good. Yes, I think tissues would be smart. Yes. Whew. I'm like... Uh, I don't know what'll happen. Like, I... <laughs> Ooh, whoa. That's a... Uh, whoa, oh, ooh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please pray for me. Please do. Please pray for me. I'm so excited. But I don't want to rejoice too much because I feel like the Lord like may make me do the next one. Yeah. Are there smaller ones? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I might as well just do this, right? I shouldn't prolong the inevitable. Yeah. The quicker you get into it, this the quicker you get out. This is our sound person is in the back laughing so hard that like tears are coming right now. Yep. <laughs> well. Okay. This is unfortunate. Yeah. Three. Two. Praise the Lord. One. Go for it. Time starts God now. God is good all the time. <laughs> uh. I can't, oh, I can't breathe Ooh. out of my nose. Ooh. I don't think you I want only, to, because if you do break, that dust, the air dust is going to get up. down. <laughs> it's actually not as bad as I... Oh, no, now oh. my eyes are watering. Oof. Oof. Praise the Lord. I've, I've learned Ooh. to How praise him feel? in the storm. Yes. You guys are watching. <laughs> so what's happening on the inside of you right yeah. now? Honestly, the pain. I think the worst part is the jagged edges, like yeah. piercing my nose canals. And then like it's just like streaming in. The, the things we do for you guys. Can yep. you? Okay, so you are one minute in. You have two more uh, minutes to go. I, what? <laughs> two minutes. Who said I had to keep these in for so long? We did at the very beginning. We oh, we did. I we wasn't did. paying attention to that part. <laughs> so, so can you taste them? Like I've heard a lot of the sense of taste is through the nose. Like, are you experiencing any of this? Not really. Like I like some of the powder is like going all the way oh. through. Oh, does that burn? Uh, not really, actually. Really? This isn't that bad. You got like strong <laughs> sinuses. I must. I must. Like see, honestly, though, the worst part was getting him in there, and it's like grinding my nose. But now it's getting no. <laughs> I can't. It comes in waves. I was about to say. Waves. I was about to say. Can I say some work in the nose? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two minutes good. in. You've got one more minute. The Lord is good. You got this, buddy. You got this. And His mercy endures forever. Coming was my favorite part. Oh, that scared me. A <laughs> uh, this is fun. I have a mayonnaise Oreo over to the side. You want to try no. eating it right now too? No, thank you. Can you try like I eating it while one it's in your nose, like? What happens if you try to eat a flaming hot Cheeto That's while you have flaming hot Cheetos in your nose? Oh, like one of those? Like a, that's spicy. Oh, ah, no. <laughs> that just makes it so much worse. See, I'm just thankful I don't have taste buds in my nose. Yeah. Is it really spicy? On my tongue. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wearing down. It's wearing down a little bit. From licking They're not it? that spicy, but just like Oh, I'm really sorry this is in your nose. I just licked it. I'm really sorry. Yeah. But Super you're doing salty. really well. I like, I like these. Uh, I'm, I'm calming down a little bit now. Okay. Well, you've got uh, about 20 seconds left. God is good. Any, any, should this be something that viewers do at home? Um, I would say no. I'd say you should eat them. 
Should you have That's to eat the ones that are in your mouth they're right now? Oh, heck no. <laughs> no I'm actually more afraid to take these out of my nose. Okay, well, it's about what, to happen. what's attached to them. Three, are we doing this live? Three minutes just hit, so you can take them yep. out whenever you choose to take them out. Can I have, are there tissues? Uh, I want Marky to have to watch no. you take them out. <laughs> I really do, I don't want to watch this. I'm going to, I'm going to watch, but I'm not going to. Uh, they're, they're moist. Oh. Yep. Yeah. There was Wait. like a mucus strand <laughs> that came <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh. <laughs> look at that. I don't know if you can see that on the camera. You have <laughs> <laughs> What happens oh. when you blow your nose now? I'm, that's a good question. What if it goes in your eye? Like, you know how stuff, how it's connected? What if oh, you, like, like the guy who sucks milk up his nose and squirts yeah. it out his eye? What? Oh, what if you, like, yeah. wipe you your you eye and Cheeto dust comes out? I don't want to look at your tissue, but I kind of want to look at your tissue. Like, yeah. there's a part of me that does. Tell us yeah. what it's like, buddy. Uh, it's, tell it. It's red <laughs> and green. Yeah. Green. It's yeah. all the colors. It's unfortunate. Right. Well, what a well. fun segment. <laughs> what a fun day we had. Tune in next week for another installment of What's Unfortunate. Will my name be out of the basket next time since? Nope. Okay. <laughs> nope. Amen. Play it's actually more. worse now that I blew my oh. nose. Ooh. God is good. Make sure that you stay tuned to see how Buddy does after this segment's over. Yep. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you see, Buddy survived. <laughs> he made it, his nose is still on, and he ate hot sauce today, so... He's good. But we are so excited about this next segment. We, I got a, mess, a message from Pastor Brian first thing this morning saying that he woke up with something special from the Lord for today. So for those of you watching, make sure right now you take time and share the broadcast. It's going to be a phenomenal word. Get your expectation up. It's going to be good. And now we have What's the Word with Pastor Brian. what happens when you don't plug your mic up. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for joining us. We love you. I wanted to tell you um, on the question and answer session as well that uh, we had another question from William and uh, another question uh, from Kevin that were really in-depth questions actually. And we'll cover those at the next time we have a Q&A. If you have any questions, uh, make sure that you send those in. And uh, we're just excited to have you uh, here today. If you haven't done it yet, please share the broadcast wherever you're watching from. Also know that we are broadcasting on Periscope, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on the uh, website. Uh, just make sure that you tune in wherever is most convenient for you. And we love you. And I did this morning. I want to tell you about uh, really a special word that I woke up to this morning. It was interesting. Sometimes the Lord uh, will speak to me. One of the reasons we started 
uh, these broadcasts and doing daily broadcasts was during the lockdown, there seemed to be that the Lord was giving me a word for our people here at the church every single day. And I figured what's the best way to get that word out and to keep them encouraged, to keep them built up, to keep them exhorted. And so I wanted to share it with everybody, especially people that were hungry. And so what I found is that the Lord uh, started giving me things, specific things to say that would be a daily bread word that would give them life to the full till it overflows uh, every single day. And so I would seek the Lord for that. And multiple times I've had a word where I wake up and as I'm waking, uh, the Lord really dropped something in my spirit. A few months ago, many of you have heard this on um, the series that we're doing, It's Time for an Awakening. I woke up and that was booming in my spirit. The Lord was speaking it to my spirit. Well, this morning I had something that was very interesting and I knew that the Lord, it was kind of like as I was waking up and, and I'm not sure if this happened over a period of five hours or over a period of just you know five or ten minutes. I'm not sure exactly, but I could tell that I wasn't dreaming that the Lord was speaking to my spirit and he was saying this one thing, a one word that he was speaking to me and that word was the name of somebody in the Bible. And I knew I'd heard the name. I was trying to remember what the story was exactly. I hadn't associated this person's name with that story, but I think it's gonna make sense. But I let people know, listen, I've got something to share with you today. Cause as soon as I woke up immediately, I went uh, to the Bible and started reading and immediately saw what the Lord was saying on this. And so you can go ahead and you can turn to 2 Kings chapter 18. 2 Kings chapter 18 and verse 1. And one of the things that's so very important is that uh, uh, when I woke up, I would say, and I'm, I'm going to estimate because I wasn't counting them, but it happened so many times as I was waking up, I would say it was close to 20 times the Lord said this name in my heart. 20 times the Lord said this name as I was waking up. And uh, the word that he told me was Sennacherib. And um, I heard it, which is, you know, not your everyday English word. It's not like I went to bed thinking Sennacherib. Uh, but Sennacherib was a king of Assyria. He was a very powerful king of Assyria, Sennacherib. And as I was waking up, I kept hearing it, Sennacherib, Sennacherib, Sennacherib. Sennacherib, Sennacherib. And I knew as soon as I woke up, I needed to look that up. I knew it was from the word. I knew that it was from uh, a passage where the Lord had moved, but I didn't realize it was this actual story until I looked it up again. And, uh, but Sennacherib, and that, that's uh, S-E-N-N-S-E-N-N-A-C-H- E-R-I-B, S-E-N-N, -N. there you go, buddy put it up there for you so you can see it. I kept seeing the word Sennacherib, Sennacherib. Now, what does that have to do with us today? Well, we know that we have been in quite a time that's been very challenging. We've had coronavirus, we've had the lockdown, 
we've had uh, the protest and violent protests all over the country. There's an assault against our republic. There's an assault against uh, God. I mean, there's people telling you, you can't go to church, you can't do all this. There is an attack against the people of God. And even if you don't feel like you've been attacked... Uh, against godliness in your life. There's been an attack against our physical livelihood. People's jobs and businesses have been under attack. All these things have not been flowing well. There has been an outright siege against God's people and against the livelihood of people all over the world. And it's been challenged. It's been very hard. Suicide rates have climbed. All of these things are going on. And uh, so let's read this story, and then I think you're going to see clear what the Lord was saying and why he wanted me uh, to, do, to talk about Sennacherib. Sennacherib represents a king that came against the people of God. And he was bold, and he was brash, and he was, he was talking trash. I mean, it was, I didn't mean to make that rhyme, but it worked. Uh, he was bold and brash and talking trash. And that's the way it's felt for many people is, man, what is going on and who, who is going to do something about this? And so let's read this. Uh, this is 2 Kings 18. Now it came about in the third year of Hashiah, the son of Elah, king of Israel. So at this point, the kingdom was broken into two different kingdoms again. Uh, the, uh, the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah. And so when you see this, you see that Hoshea is the king of Israel and Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, was the king of Judah. Hezekiah was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Abby, the daughter of Zechariah. He did right in the sight of the Lord. Now, hear that. He did right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. He removed the high places and broke down the sacred pillars and cut down the Asherah. So these were things that people were worshiping besides God. These, these were the small g gods that people had put up and they had had up as worship. And Hezekiah started breaking those things down and drawing the people, look, there's one God, we're going to worship him. So he was doing a good job. He also broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days, the sons of Israel burned incense to it, and it was called the Nehishtan. He trusted in the Lord. So in other words, they were even worshiping something that God gave them uh, to be a tool and a weapon. They started worshiping the weapon, basically, worshiping the tool. Instead of the creator, they were worshiping the creation. He trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. And, and let me just, let me add that to, to this. In Romans, we see very quickly that God gives people you know, not quickly, but we see it very easily in Romans that God gave people over to a reprobate mind. And part of their issue was they started worshiping the creation over the creator. Well, that defines this, this right here. It's a parallel with where we're at. They started taking the things of God, turning them into something to worship when they should have been keeping their worship on the Lord. He trusted, verse 5, he trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, 
so that after him there was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor among those who were before him. For he clung to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept his commandments. But the Lord had commanded Moses. Verse 7. So Hezekiah is doing awesome. Verse 7. And the Lord was with him. Wherever he went, he prospered, and he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. So you had this king of the world that was trying to force people into serving him. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. He defeated the Philistines as far as Gaza and its territory from watchtower to fortified city. Now in the fourth year of king, and, and basically what that represents is godless, godlessness, he was coming against it. Anybody who was not after God that was going to cause harm to their people, he was coming against it and getting these things out of the land. He was not, he was not giving in uh, to people that were trying to strip the freedom either with the king of Assyria. Verse 9. Now in the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of Hoshea, son of Eli, king of Israel, Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up against Samaria and besieged it. At the end of three years, they captured it in the sixth year of Hezekiah, which was the ninth year of Hoshea, king of Israel. Samaria was captured. Then the king of Assyria, remember uh, the people of God are separated into two kingdoms, Israel and Judah. He says, The king of Assyria carried away Israel into exile to Assyria and put them in Hala and on the heart Habor, the river Gozan, and the cities of the Medes. Because they did not obey the voice of the Lord their God, but transgressed his covenant, even all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded, and they would neither listen nor do it. So you see here the king of Israel was not following God and they ended up being completely captured and overrun. But the king of Judah, Hezekiah, was following God and he's not going to be overrun. Verse 13, now in the 14th year of king Hezekiah, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the fortified cities of Judah and seized them. So Sennacherib's now king of Assyria, and he comes up against every single one of the fortified cities. 14. Then Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to the king of Assyria at Latius, saying, I have done wrong. Withdraw from me. Whatever you impose on me, I will bear. So the king of Assyria required of Hezekiah, king of Judah, 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. Hezekiah gave him all the silver which was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasuries of the king's house. At, the, at that time, Hezekiah cut off the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the doorposts which Hezekiah, king of Judah, had overlaid and gave it to the king of Assyria. Now, I want you to see this. At this moment, at this moment, the king... He's yielding, and he's probably yielding something he shouldn't yield. But you have to understand, like in the verse that Buddy and I were talking about earlier, John 10, 10, the thief only comes to do one thing, to steal, kill, and destroy. He's coming to do one thing. And if you think 
that giving him a little bit of ground is going to make him back off. You are mistaken. And so now, right now, I'm talking to the body of Christ across the world. You don't give in to the devil. You stand for the things of God. You stand for God's things, and you don't play around. He's coming to do one thing, steal, kill, and destroy. This is not the time to back down. You see, there's a lot of people that have played around in this time, played around with our commandment even to assemble. You don't give in to the devil. You don't give in to the devil. Yes, follow the law of the Lord. Yes, you follow the law of the land as long as it doesn't transgress the law of the Lord. But you don't give in to the devil. The devil's trying to shut down things. Over in California, they're saying you can't even praise and worship right now. Are you kidding me? Really? You don't give in to the devil. Verse 17. Then the king of Assyria sent Tartan and Rabsurus and Rabshakeh from Lachish to King Hezekiah with a large army to Jerusalem. So they went up and came to Jerusalem. I want you to watch what's going to happen when you go after the Lord. Because it's mighty. When you put your faith in God, he will not disappoint. He will not disappoint. Then the king of Assyria sent his... uh, his basically messengers. Tartan, Rabsurus, and Rabshakeh, verse 17, from Lachish to King Hezekiah, with a large army to Jerusalem. So they went up and came to Jerusalem, and when they went up, they came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool, which is on the highway of the fuller's field. When they called to the king, Eliakim, the son of uh, Hilkiah, was over the household, and Shebna the scribe, and Joah, Joah the son of Asaph, the recorder, came out to them. Then Rabshakeh said to them, Rabshakeh is the messenger of Assyria, Say now to Hezekiah, Thus says the great king, the king of Assyria, What is this confidence that you have? You say, but there are only empty words, I have counsel and strength for war. Now on whom do you rely that you have rebelled against me? So now, watch this. Wait a minute. He just gave him what he asked for. The devil will take everything that you will give him. When are we going to stop giving him our faith? When are we going to let our faith be taken from God and put it in the problem? Put it in that. Here's the devil showing up at the doorsteps of the people of God. The devil's showing up, he takes gold from them, all these talents, and then immediately he turns around and he starts threatening them. Who do you think you are, king of, of Judah? Who do you think you are? And he's threatening. He, he's trying to grab this. You would think, hey, I gave you what you want, go away. No, that's not the devil's way. And let me tell you this. The devil always overplays his hand, and that's happening right now across the world. The devil is overplaying his hand, and there's a sleeping giant that's been prophesied for quite some time that's waking up, and this is the word that I believe the Lord gave to me today to tell you, and I want you to watch what happens, because when we will do what Hezekiah did, we will have the victory that Hezekiah had. Amen. Now behold... As king of Assyria says, You rely on the staff of this crushed reed, even on Egypt, on which 
if a man leans, it will go in, it basically will splinter and go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who rely on him. In other words, Hezekiah was uh, relying somewhat on Egypt, and he was relying on Egypt to come and bolster him. And the king of Syria is like, he's got nothing left. He's got nothing. You lean on him, you're just going to get splinters in your hand. But if you say to me, we trust in the Lord our God, is it not he whose high places and whose altars Hezekiah has taken away and has said to Judah and Jerusalem, you shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem? In other words, he didn't even understand what Hezekiah did when he took him down. He just saw, see, he's equating the gods that Hezekiah took down to our God, Almighty God. He's saying, you're taking down these gods. He's, he's saying, look, you are, Hezekiah already took them down. Now you can only worship in, in Jerusalem. He thinks that the Lord is who they were worshiping in those high places. He doesn't even understand the Lord. And he thinks that God's on the same level. Why? Because he's gone around, and you'll see it in a minute. He's gone around to all these kingdoms, and they are laid flat. They are ruinous heaps, is what the Lord says about what uh, Sennacherib did and what Assyria did. Laid them in ruinous heaps. And so they've conquered all these quote-unquote small g gods all across the land. Well, they're about to meet the God because the devil's coming against a people of God that trust in the Lord and will go after him. But at right now, Sennacherib thinks, we've got this thing whipped. We've got it in the bag. Sennacherib thinks, where's his power? I'm telling you right now in, in America and across the world, we're about to see a breakthrough in Jesus' name. He says this, he says, verse 23, Now therefore, come make a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria, and I will give you 2,000 horses if you're, able, if you're able on your part to set riders on them. I'll give you horses. Basically, I think what he's saying is, I'll give you horses to fight against me. Do you even have rider, enough riders to, to ride against me? <laughs> Look at the pride. Look at this arrogance that this king is speaking to the people of God. I'm talking to the people of God today. Is something going to rise up on the inside of you? Who you know. I, lo I love, you know, uh, Buddy mentioned earlier when uh, Paul, was, the Apostle Paul was on that ship. And today I believe in God, whose I am and whose I serve. Is the, are the people of God going to rise up today and know this is God, whom I, whose I am and whom I serve? Is something going to rise up inside of us? 24. How then can you repulse one official of the least of my master's servants and rely on Egypt for chariots and for horsemen? Have I now come up without the Lord's approval against this place to destroy it? The Lord said to me, go up against this land and destroy it. So now he's, he's saying, the Lord told me to. Now, I don't, it wouldn't surprise me if the Lord said, wipe out all these other kingdoms that are not serving God, and he uses them in this way. But the Lord didn't tell him to come up against King Hezekiah and the people of Judah. God didn't tell him that. You're going to find that out real clearly in a second. Then verse 26 then Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and Shebna, and Joah said to Rabshakeh, Speak now to your servants in Aramaic, for we understand it. 
And do not speak to us in Judean or in Hebrew in the hearing of the people who are on the wall. But Rabshakeh said to them, Has my master sent me only to your master and to you to speak these words and not to the men who sit on the wall, doomed to eat their own dung and drink their own urine with you? You know, his arrogance, arrogance sitting here. He's like, and they're, they're saying, basically now they're in fear if the people hear all these words. I mean, this is a viable threat coming from the king of Assyria, the ways of the world. And I'm telling you right now, there is a viable threat against the kingdom of God that's coming in America and across the world. It's a viable threat. And you got people who are literally shaking in their boots, in their homes, afraid of this. When is it? That the people of God are going to have the spirit of the Lord. They're going to allow God to rise up inside of them again and put them at a place of faith, hope, and love to be who God's called them to be. Stop playing games. Wake up the sleeping giant and knock off these devils and demons that have tried to hold it tied down. If you go listen to that prophecy, you'll see what I'm talking about. When is the body of Christ going to rise up and be who God's called? them to be. Right now, these leaders are sitting here saying, my goodness, stop saying this. Stop saying this. You're going to get everybody scared. This is not the right heart. And this, this messenger of the king of Assyria is like, do you think I just came just to talk to your king and talk to you? I'm talking to the whole country. They're going to eat their own dung. This is what he's saying. They'll drink their own urine. And these are not empty words. These, these people, they have already laid waste to kingdom after kingdom. This is just the next one. In their mind, it's just the next one. But the truth is, in all physical logic and physical, um, just what they have available, they can do it. And they know they can do it. But they misjudge something. They misjudged the loving covenant father of Israel. They have misjudged his power. They thought he was just another little G God, and he's not. Verse 28, Then Rabshakeh stood and cried with a loud voice in Judea, saying, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus says the king, Do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you from my hand, nor let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us, and this city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for thus says the king of Assyria, Make your peace with me, and come out to me, and eat each of his vine and each of his fig tree, and drink each of his waters of his own cistern, until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive trees and honey, that you may live and not die. But do not listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. Has any one of the gods of the nations delivered his land from the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Seraphim, Hena, Iva? Have they delivered Samaria from my hand? Who among all the gods of the land have, lands have delivered their land from my hand? That the Lord should deliver Jerusalem from my hand. 
Just last week, a reporter on TV, well-known reporter said, we don't need any help from above. Just last week. You talk about a parallel situation. Come into us. Take all of our solutions and you'll be okay. Do it our way and you can trade in the marketplace. Do it our way. These things are happening right before us. When is it that the people are going to get, let the Spirit of the Lord stoke the fire of God inside of them again? I'll be those people. If you'll be those people, drop some fire in the comments. Lord, light me up. Verse 36, but I want you to know, in all the physical and in all the logic, what he's saying is, is a fact. It's not the truth, because the truth will set you free. This wasn't bringing freedom, this was bringing bondage. The king of Assyria was not looking just to give people new land. The king of Assyria was looking to have new slaves. He says, look, look, amen. Fire all over the comments. Glory to God. But they didn't have an answer. you got to understand, this is a serious, viable threat. And what they're saying, listen to what they're doing. They're not just going to the king, they're going to the people. People, don't you listen to your godly leaders. Don't listen to them. They got nothing. They got nothing. They've been talking about this for all this time. Your leader's got nothing. Oh, he think, you think he's going to save you? Very parallel. Verse 36. But the people were silent and answered him not a word, for the king's commandment was, oh, this is good, do not answer him. In other words, don't say anything. Don't, don't answer him. Don't entice it. Don't say a word to him. In other words, be slow to speak. Quick to hear from the Lord. Then Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, and Shebna, the scribe, and Joah, and the son of Asaph, the recorder, came to Hezekiah with their clothes torn and told him the words of Rabshakeh. So now you've got the scene set. Amen. Hey, Pastor Bill, good to see you. Now you've got the scene set. And when Hezekiah heard it, Verse chapter 19, he tore his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, entered the house of the Lord. Then he sent Eliakim, who was over the household with Shebna, the scribe and the elders of the priests, covered with sackcloth, and he sent them to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. They said to him, thus says Hezekiah, this day is a day of distress, rebuke, and rejection, for children have come to birth and there is no strength. To deliver. In other words, we found ourselves between a rock and a hard place. There's got to have something happen and we've got no strength left to push. We've got no strength left. We need help from the Lord. Now we've been in a series talking about the man who would be king. We've been in this series for quite some time. The man who would be king. And what we've seen in King David is this. He inquired of the Lord. He didn't try to get everything on his own. He didn't try to make something up. He didn't try to do what worked last week. Every time he needed something, he would go to the Lord and say, Shall I go up? 
And the Lord would say, don't go up, or he'd say, yes, go up, you'll have it. And so we see this same thing in Hezekiah. We must go after the Lord in prayer. We must say, Lord, this will not stand. You are God most high. You are our Lord and Savior. We must pray these things out as the body of Christ. Great power is released, dynamic in its working. James 5 says, when the people, a righteous people, will pray, it can stop the water from falling on the earth. One prayer of a righteous man for three and a half years. And then one prayer again can start it again. What can prayer do across the world against these ungodly things that are happening? Against, against these, uh, uh, whatever his name is, that dumb Assyrian king. Sennacherib. What can happen against the present day Sennacheribs if we will start to pray and let the Spirit of the Lord blow a fresh breath in us? Verse 4, perhaps the Lord your God will hear all the words of Rabshakeh, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to reproach the living God, and will rebuke the words which the Lord your God has heard. Therefore, offer a prayer for the remnant that is left. So the servants of, of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah. Isaiah said to them, Whoo. See, when they went to the Lord, they found an answer. They found an answer in the Lord. Isaiah said to them, Thus you shall say to your master, Thus says the Lord. And I'm speaking this to you today, today, 2020. I'm speaking this to you today or any time that you find that the kings and the gods of this world have set up a siege against your life. It could be the siege of 2020 that's happening like we've seen it. It can be a siege of a sickness or disease that says, I'm going to take your life. It could be a siege against your finances saying, you're not going to make it through. It could be a siege against your business saying, I'm going to ruin you. I'm going to throw something. Thus says the Lord your God, no matter what siege is on your life. Seek the Lord. Go after him. Be like Hezekiah who put God first. And then when you seek the Lord, you're going to hear this. Thus says the Lord, do not be afraid because of the words that you have heard with which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Behold, I will put a spirit in him so that he will hear a rumor and return to his own land and hear this. And I will make him fall by the sword in his own land. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. In other words, he's saying, I'm about to turn this thing miraculously. I'm about to turn it supernaturally. And what has looked like a siege that will take you all captive, take you as slaves or kill you, the siege of the devil in your life, I'm about to turn this thing. As you turn to me with all your heart, I will be found by you. And I'm about to turn this thing supernaturally. And your enemies, in Psalms he says, I will shatter their teeth. Your enemies will fall to the ground. They will fall in their own land. They won't even fall here. They'll fall in their own land where they think they're safe. <laughs> Verse 8. Anybody get anything out of this? Put a hand up. Then Rabshakeh returned and found the king of Assyria fighting against Libna, for he had heard that the king had left Lachish. When he heard them say concerning Tirhaka, the king of Cush, Behold, he has come out to fight against you. 
He's come out. Hey, Melissa, I was thinking about you with this message. I'm so glad you're on today. Glory to God. He said, when I behold, he's come out to fight against you. He sent messengers again to Hezekiah saying, thus you shall say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, do not let your God in whom you trust deceive you saying Jerusalem will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the lands, destroying them completely. So will you be spared? You've seen what this virus has done all around the world. You think you'll be spared? You've seen what, what uh, your God has done. Look at what we've done, making a name for ourselves. You think America will be spared? This is the same type of voice that's speaking in our country and across the world today. Verse 12, did the gods of those nations which my fathers destroyed Deliver them, even Gozan and Haran and Resef and the sons of Eden who are in Tesalar, Te Telesar. Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, the king of, of the city of Servain, and of Hena and Ivva? Oh, here we go. Hezekiah's prayer. Body of Christ, it's time to hit our knees like we've never hit it before. God has a salvation at hand. Put that in the comments, please. God has a salvation at hand! Exclamation point. God has a salvation at hand. Amen. Glory to God. I'm typing it in myself. God has a salvation at hand. Do you know that? Do you know that you know that you know that he has a salvation at hand? God's about to turn things. It's going to be the greatest harvest and the greatest dec decade of deliverance this world has ever seen. Every good prophecy that God has ever said come to pass, it has to be fulfilled before the end of the age. There are so many supernatural things at the hands of the Lord that are about to happen. And in order to get it, he's got to drive them all to the surface expose all these enemies he's got to draw them out from the pores many you know, many times ladies will come in and at night right before they go to bed and their face is all covered with a mask what's it doing it's drawing all that junk up to the surface that's what you're seeing right now in the shaking of the Lord the shaking of the Lord spoken about in Hebrews it's shaking everything that can be shaken so that everything will come to the top so that he can Wipe it out and the people will know that God is the Lord. But our job is to pray. Verse 14. Hezekiah took the letter. <laughs> he took the letter that the, that the king of Assyria had written him. From the hand of the messenger and he read it. And he went up to the house of the Lord. When is it? Next Friday? that we're having the, the night prayer from 6 p.m. the 24th, July 24th. Somebody put it in there. Amen, Eddie. Put it in the comments right now, July 24th from 6 p.m. to midnight. We're meeting here at the church to pray. It's a time of prayer called for a prayer. From 6 p.m. to midnight. We didn't even know. I didn't have this message yet. We already had it planned because the Lord had led us to have this. July 24th, 6 p.m. To, to midnight, a time of prayer. 
We're going to pray Hezekiah's prayer. He took up the letter. He took up all these things that were happening, all these sieges against his company, against his country. And he said, Lord, you got mail. Lord, you got mail. It's not mine. You got mail. He took the letter from the hand of the messenger and read it, and he went up to the house of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord, the God of Israel, who are enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God. You alone of all the kingdoms of the earth, you made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. And listen to the world, the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to reproach the living God. Truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria have devastated the nations of their land, and they have cast their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. So they have destroyed them. Now, O Lord our God, I pray, deliver us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, O Lord, are God. Father, right now, Deliver the nations of the world. The devil has been going about arrogantly seeking to devour and destroy the nations, the governments, the people, your people, God. Now, Lord, come against him, this devil that has tried to devour, to steal, kill, and destroy. Come against him that the people will know that you are God, that you alone, O Lord, are God. Verse 20, then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah. I want you to see this. Hezekiah is praying in the house. Isaiah is somewhere else. Isaiah now hears from the Lord. He's got a word from the Lord, and he sends word there. He says this, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, because you have prayed to me about Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard you. This is the word that the Lord has spoken against him. Lord, speak a word into this earth. Lord, speak a word into this earth against the enemies of our God, against your enemies, Lord. Shatter their teeth, remove them, cause them to be like Nebuchadnezzar out in the field, eating grass in crazy town. Lord, speak a word against your enemies in this time. They were as the vegetation of the field, God says. Watch this. Let me back up. This is the word that the Lord has spoken against Sennacherib. Against Sennacherib, against this arrogant king, this arrogant attack besieging the people of God and God himself. They were as the vegetation of the field and as the green herb, as grass on the housetops is scorched before it's grown up. But I know you're sitting down and you're going out and you're coming in and you're raging against me, talking to Sennacherib, because of your raging against me and because of your arrogance has come up to my ears. Therefore, Sennacherib, I will put my hook in your nose and my bridle in your lips, and I will turn you back by the way which you, can't, which you came. God said, 
I'm going to take this attacking, arrogant king. I'm going to take these things that are besieging the people of God. I'm going to put, God says, I'm going to put my hook in your nose and I will lead you where I want you to go. Verse 29. Then this shall be the sign for you. You will eat this year what grows of itself. He's talking to the people of, of Israel. This year you'll eat what grows of itself. In the second year you'll eat what springs from the same. But in the third year you will sow and reap and plant vineyards and eat their fruit. The surviving remnant of the house of Judah will again take root downward and bear fruit upward. Glory to God. It's a harvest time. You will take strength in your roots down and you will bear fruit up. Body of Christ, you're going to take roots down and your, your spiritual walk will be strengthened and you will bear fruit up in Jesus' name. Glory to God. For, verse 31. For out of Jerusalem will go forth a remnant and out of the Mount Zion survivors and the zeal of the Lord will perform this. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He will not come to this city or shoot an arrow there. He won't come and he won't even shoot one arrow in the city of God, in the, in the people of God. He won't come to your house, these things besieging you, this virus, the, these uh, rebellions, these violent protests. He won't shoot an arrow there. He won't even visit you in Jesus' name. If you receive it, put it in the comments. Amen. I receive it. Not one arrow. See, you can hear a word like this, but you've got to receive it by faith. You've got to make it yours. Amen. But he said, or who said it's harvest time? Vanessa said it's harvest time. You are right. Says he will not come to the city or shoot an arrow there, and he will not come before it with a shield or show up a seed ramp, uh, throw up a seed ramp against it. He won't even get to you. He won't even get to you. And if it looks like he's coming, you just believe God, it won't even touch me. It won't, no evil will come near my dwelling. Glory to God. By the way that he came, by the same he will return, and he shall not come to this city, declares the Lord. Now this city represents the people of God and the place where they have made it a place to worship him. Is your life a place that worships God? Are you the people of God? Then you have a right to this word. By the way that he came, he, by the same he will return, and he shall not come to this city, declares the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Now we've been talking about David. Now this is decades later, but God still has David on this heart. He has a man that says, I'll inquire of the Lord. I'll do everything the Lord wants me to do. Do you see the power of one life? that says, Lord, whatever your will is, it'll be my will. He's still, he's still defending because of David. Verse 35. Watch what happened. In one night. Glory to God. In one night, 
One night, one day, I'm telling you, I believe what's about to happen is going to happen so fast. There's going to be such a shift and such a turn. There's nothing that can be said, but God did it. This was supernatural. This was miraculous. And he turns it in this situation. He turned it in one night. The way that it came in with all of its fears going out with a praise on our lips. Turning around in its own fear, returning to their own vomit, the, own, the very things that they have declared they'll be judged by, the very thing that these sieges against the Lord, that they have declared in their arrogance, they'll be judged by their own words. Then it happened that, then it happened that night that the angel of the Lord went out and struck 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. One angel killed 185,000 in one night. And that army that he had that was factually big is no more. One angel. What did Jesus say? He said, I can call 12 legions of angels. A legion of Roman army was 6,000 soldiers. What if Jesus did call 12 legions of angels? How, that's more people than there's in the world. God can lay waste to it all anytime he wants to. One angel, 185,000. In the camp of the Assyrians. And when men rose early in the morning, behold, all of them were dead. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and returned home and lived at Nineveh. And it came about as he was worshiping in the house of his god, Nisroch, that uh, two guys killed him with a sword. And they escaped into the land of Ararat, and his son became king in his place. This man who talked so arrogantly in one night lost everything he had he went back home. He was worshiping his so-called little G-God. And two of his own guys come in there and kill him and, and he's done. Don't speak against the Lord. You don't know what you're doing. But we know who we're serving. And we know who's God, to whom we belong. And whose we are. Lord, right now, I just pray. I come against all of this stuff. Speak a word. Lord, against this evil across this country and across this globe. Speak one word against this in Jesus' name, and it'll be handled. Father, we pray just like Hezekiah prayed. Lord, hear our cries. There's evil and besiegements that have been set against your people and against your kingdom. And Lord, we, we will allow the Spirit of God to draw up a fire of prayer inside of us. And Lord, let us pray and release a power dynamic in its working. Lord, we are your ambassadors here on the earth. And Lord, we're not standing by anymore. Look, what I heard the Lord saying is this. Look to Sennacherib. Look to Sennacherib. Look to him. See what happened when he tried to besiege the people of God. When the people of God yielded to the Lord. Everything that he has and everything that he was, an evil besiegement against the things of God, wiped out in one night by one angel. One angel. Father, you've got more than that at your word. They move at your word. In the name of Jesus, your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven, in Jesus' name.
Thank you, Father. Lord, I declare in Jesus' name, let not one arrow be shot into the houses of the people of God. Let not one uh, siege tower come against their house, against their land, against their church. May not one thing come against them. Thank you, Father, for waking me with that word, making an example of Sennacherib in my own heart. Thank you, Lord, for giving me that strength and that faith and delivering it to us today. We just praise you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Glory to God. If you receive that, just say, Lord, I receive it. I receive it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I told you I had a special word for you today. I hope you received that for yourself. And I believe that you did in Jesus' name. If you didn't hear all of it, go back to uh, about the 1230 mark. It was about uh, 50, 55 minutes ago where I started. Make sure that you hear all of that word so that you can put your faith on it and receive everything. But here, here's the other part. Don't just receive protection for yourself. Pray that the will of God will be done for you and for others. It's time to pray. Next, next Friday or Friday on the 24th, July 24th, it's a time to come and pray. Anybody who's watching, you're invited to come and pray with us to pray for the will of God to be done. If you are a child of God and you, and you have in your heart to pray, then come and be with us and let's pray out the power of God and let's take out the Sennacheribs in this day and age in Jesus' name. Not by our own hand, but by the hand of the Lord and the word, the sword that comes out of his mouth in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. As you wrap up today, I want you to do, uh, go ahead and do you know, the offering message. I know you weren't prepared for that, but do a short offering message on that and uh, whatever the Lord gives to you and then uh, say goodbye and dismiss. We love you. If you haven't shared the broadcast, there's other people that need to hear this word today. Share the broadcast. We love you. Have a great day. Here's Barrett to wrap it up. And uh, don't just go away. She's got something important to tell you and fun for tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow at 1145. Here she is. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for being with us today. And as we said earlier, thank you for joining us this week for our brand new Lunch Plus lineup that we have been doing. We love you all so much. And as Pastor was saying, you know, one of the things that we're looking to accomplish is just seeing the Word of God come alive in your life, not just in one part, but in every area. And one of the biggest, simplest ways to see <laughs> how much God loves us is in the area of finances. Pastor says it often. Finances is kind of like spiritual 101. Like it's a really easy way to see practically how God works. And so today, as Pastor said, I didn't have this plan, but the verse that I've been thinking on is found in Malachi. It's chapter 3, verse 10. It says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And here's the part that I want you to grab a hold on. Whether you've heard this, whether you haven't heard this, let these words come alive. It says, And test me now in this. God himself tells us... He, his, he is saying, test me now, test me now, put me to the test. 
says the Lord, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. This is God, the creator of the world, the creator of diamonds and gold and everything that's beautiful and everything that's wonderful. He's saying, test my word. Let me prove it to you. That's the bottom line. He's saying, I'm going to prove this to you. You bring to me and I'm going to pour out a blessing. You can't even begin to contain it. I'm going to open the windows of heaven. I am going to make it so big that there's not even going to be room (laughs) to receive it. Glory to God. That's the level of blessing that God wants to give to you. But there's a way that he does it. See, this is his desire. His desire is to give. His desire is to give to you. But there's an action that we have to do first, and that action is giving. And here's what's awesome. He's lived, I mean, think of it this way. This is like if you are at home with your parents, and you know like when your parents know so much more than you, and <laughs> you ask them a question, they're like, I don't know. Do I know it? Pastor does this all the time. I don't know. Do I know? <laughs> It's like clearly pastor knows. This is, this is God's way of saying, let me prove to you how big I am. Let me prove to you how much I have. Let me prove to you how good I am. Simply by putting me to the test. Let me show you how good I am. Let me show you how big I am. And he says in verse 11, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. So it will not destroy the fruit of your ground and the vines in your field and will not fail to bear fruit. See, God is the provider and he's also the protector. He's the provider and the protector. And there is a way that we can tap into this characteristic of God. He desires to show himself strong for those whose heart is pure toward him. That's his heart. His heart is let me be your God because you're my people. But we need to put him to the test. We need to put, truthfully, we need to put our money where God's mouth is. (laughs) God has spoken it. Put me to the test. Okay, God, great. (laughs) Prove it. Do it. That's who he is. He is the God that not only says, not only says put me to the test, but then he supplies exactly what we need to give to him. All we have to do is take him up on this challenge. Let's put him to the test. You know, I know in my life, I've had moments where it seemed like things were stolen from me all of the time. Things would break and I wouldn't have money to make ends meet. And I got here to the church and I hadn't been living this way. I hadn't been giving. I hadn't, not regularly, it was every now and then. And then I started listening to Pastor Nicole preach the tithes and offerings message. I started listening to Pastor Brian when he would talk about how the Lord had good plans for me, plans for me to prosper, plans for a hope and a future. And I decided I was going to do what this verse said, what God told me to do, put him to the test. And God, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. How do I, how can I increase if I'm, if I'm giving you stuff, but I trusted him. And every single step of the way, I never missed a beat. I never missed a payment. I never missed a bill. I never was in lack. I never had nothing. I only ever increased. Not because Barrett Nower is special, but because the Lord God is so big that he can literally say to every single person on the planet, test me, put me to the test, and I'm going to pour out a blessing. I'm going to rebuke the devourer. That's who I am. That's my character. That's my nature. That's my promise. Now let's do this thing together. 
And as we can begin to trust him with something as small as finances, something as small as that, then everything else can start to be added. We could read through the Bible and see stories of people's shadows healing sick people as they walked by. You know why? Because they trusted him in what was small first. This is a small thing. It may feel big, but really this is a small thing. And I want my bank account to reflect that my God is my God. Not my bills. My bills are not my God. My shoes are not my God. (laughs) My groceries are not my God. My gas is not my God. My electricity isn't my God. Eating out at restaurants isn't my God. Video games, entertainment. I don't want that to be my God. Let my God be my God. God, you have everything. What more? What more do I need when you're my everything? And when it becomes that real to you, it's easy. It's so easy to do. So today, as we're wrapping this part up, put God to the test. You don't have to prove a thing. You don't have to make it work. That's not your job. That's God's job. The God that made mountains. The God who created fire. The God who formed the earth. It's his job as we put him to the test with faith to then bring in a blessing so great that we're, we don't even have room to receive it as he rebukes the devourer from touching our property, our possessions, our finances. That's his job. All our job is is to hear. So right now, every single person under the sound of my voice, I, it doesn't matter what the amount is. It just matters obedience. So as we're praying right now, Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak to each and every single one of us what seed we're to sow today. Lord, maybe we've put you to the test before, but we're going to put you to the test today. Because just because you've done something great before, there's greater things to be had. There's greater works to do. There's greater things. You are faithful. You are wonderful. And we trust you right now. You're bigger than we've seen. You're bigger than we've known. There are bigger increases that the body of Christ needs to have. Right now, out of your mouth, say, I will be someone who funds the end time harvest of souls. Increase flows through my hands. Because I am an obedient sower. Lord, whatever you tell me to sow, I will sow. And I will reap. And I will reap today. In Jesus' name. Lord, speak to your people. Show us what seed to sow in order to kickstart finances, in order to kickstart the funding of the end time harvest. We love you. We praise you. You are so good. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, for those of you that are watching, it's simple. You know, as the Lord gave you whatever that amount is, literally, I don't care. If it's a dime, (laughs) super. If it's a penny, great. If it's a hundred thousand bajillion dollars, equally awesome. None is greater than the other. The only thing that matters is obedience and willingness. So line your faith up, get obedient. And then for everybody watching, if you're watching on Facebook, you can do hashtag donate. Can't really get much simpler than that. It's 
Octothorpe <laughs> and donate and then you put the amount of money behind it. So you could do hashtag donate 20, hashtag donate whatever. You can do that there. You can also go to givebc.org. If you're watching on any other platform, that is our website. And so you can go straight to there, type in the amount. You can also mail in a check. If you are somebody who likes to do that, you can send that to P.O. Box 1515 Care of Boomerang Church. And it's Albemarle, North Carolina, 28002. We're going to get a graphic up that has all these different giving options. We're also looking to make it even easier for you and expand those things. So you can give those ways. We love you. And Lord, right now for every person who has sown every seed that's represented, I ask right now, Lord, that every seed is blessed. We declare it to be so blessed pressed down, shaken together, running over. In the name of Jesus, we ask that there just be a hundredfold return, 30, 60, hundredfold. Meet their faith, Lord. Show yourself strong on these believers' behalf. We receive the seeds and we commit to being good soil to be sown into. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we're wrapping up today, make sure that you tune in tomorrow for our final day of our first week of the brand new Lunch Plus format. Tomorrow is going to be awesome. We have more good news with Abby. We are going to wrap up the week with some of the best news you've heard this week yet. And we've got some Minute to Win It games. I'm really believing that my mouth is going to be like, tomorrow like that's that's my that's my belief is that I'm gonna get through tomorrow's episode and not have to eat gross things but I'm not in charge of any of the segments so buddy could choose to be having fun with it so I don't really know tune in tomorrow you'll find out if I have to eat more hot things thank you so much for joining us today we love you we praise God for you thank you and have a good rest of your day see ya <laughs>